All right, greetings and salutations, listeners. We're going to be in Luke chapter number two, and I want to begin in verse number 40 and read down to verse number 50. If you're able to, open up your Bibles and read along with me. But if you can't, just listen. I'll be reading out of the authorized King James Bible. If the king ain't on it, the king ain't in it. Luke chapter number two and verse number 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. When they saw him, they were amazed. And and his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I want to look at verse number six and we'll get our thought. Excuse me, verse 46. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him. Now, the, the two that experienced Christ first, Joseph and Mary, are the two that are, uh, have gone a, a day's journey without him, sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance, couldn't find him, and now it's been three days. I want to I talk to you a little bit about the danger of missing out on your, uh, you can call it quiet time, Bible time. Uh, I had a teacher in Bible college that would say, no brick, no no Bible, no breakfast, no Lord, no lunch, no scripture, no supper. That's pretty hardcore, dedicated. But the danger of skipping or missing out on spending time with God. Let us not be guilty. Those of us who are in the work of the Lord, let us not be guilty of working for the Lord and not walking with the Lord. Here in this passage, the two people in the world that we know love Jesus are Mary and Joseph, and they have gone three days without him. Now, how is it even possible? I got off the elevator at a hospital uh, in a town near where I pastored some years ago, 
and I saw a sign that said, you can live three weeks without food. I thought to myself, that's probably a generalization. Some of us could go a lot longer than that. You can live three weeks without food, three days without water, and three minutes without air. I know I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. I took out my pen and wrote, you can't live three seconds without Jesus. I shouldn't have done it. That's like writing Jesus saves on a bridge overpass. I know I shouldn't have done it. It's called evangelism, by the way. Uh, anyway, that's called humor. But, but here in this passage, they've gone three days without Christ now, how could anybody that we're not gonna we're not going to question whether or not Mary and Joseph loved the Lord? Of course they did. We're not gonna question their affection for Him or their or their uh, attention to Him. But but here's how somebody can go three days without Christ. First of all, if you'll notice in verse 41, 42, the Bible said that his parents went to Jerusalem every year. Every year. And 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 verse number 42 said it was after the custom of the feast. It's possible to go three days without Christ in times of spiritual routine. Now, it happens whether we want it to happen or not. You and I can get in a rut, a routine, if you will, of doing the same things over and over, praying the same prayers, uh, do, going through the motions one preacher said it to me the other, other day that really hit home. He said, I don't want to be guilty of being a trafficker of unfelt truth. What a saying. And it's possible. It's possible for us to go three days without Christ in times of spiritual routine. But, but uh, verse number 43, now we have got to keep in mind, Here's what it says. And when they had fulfilled the days. It's also possible to go three days without Christ in times of spiritual requirements. They fulfilled the days of the feast, the required time to stay there. But what they did not realize is that Jesus wanted to stay longer than the religious requirements of the feast. He's, he wanted to stay longer and they knew not of it. It's possible to go three days without Christ. By the way, if you, if you only look at your Bible on Sunday and Wednesday, you are going three days without Christ twice a week. Oh my, God forbid, God forbid. Now, you can go three days without Christ in times of spiritual routine. You can go three days without Christ in times of spiritual uh, requirements. But oh, I want you to see this. The Bible said in verse number, verse number 41 that it was the feast of Passover. You can go three days. That's their big day, by the way. Their, their big meeting, their, if you will, a camp meeting type situation where everybody gets together and all, the, all their friends and acquaintances make their trip up to Jerusalem to celebrate this great feast. It was the beginning of the year for the children of God. And here they have the spiritual refreshment. You know, I found and in my limited experience that you're in most danger of skipping out 
on devotion or quiet time with Christ after a really good meeting. For instance, Monday morning is probably the most neglected day of the week as far as prayer and Bible reading because we've spent the day prior in the house of God and most of the time it's a great day, had a great service, wonderful, refreshing, spiritual refreshment. And it's possible to go three days without Christ in times of spiritual refreshment. We say, Brother Bud, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? It's only three days. What's the worst that could happen? It's not like we went a week. It's not like we went a month without talking to the Lord. What's the worst that could happen? Now, I want you to see in this passage exactly what happened to Mary and Joseph after just three days without Christ. First of all, in verse number 44, The Bible said, but they supposing him, underline that little word, supposing. They supposing him to have been in the company with a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance, and they found him not. They they were experiencing false assumptions when you go three days without Christ, when you go, when you they didn't they didn't get up that morning and seek him out. They didn't lay their eyes on him that morning. I don't know what it was. I don't know what, they were probably very busy getting ready to head back and and the business of the day occupied them. And I'm sympathetic. I understand how busy uh, the hustle and bustle of life could be. But oh, child of God, let us beware to not let the busyness of the day take us away from laying our eyes on our lovely Lord. Don't go without Christ. They went a whole day's journey. That's a whole day's journey without even seeing him. And here the Bible said they supposing, they they have false assumptions. When you go to live in your life, without spending time with Christ, working for him, but not walking with him. You'll oftentimes be left to your own assumptions and they're false. You'll conjure this and you'll conjure that. Things don't work out the way you planned on them working out. You'll try to figure out why it is and you'll run yourself crazy trying to figure it out. Those are false assumptions. That is a side effect of going without Christ. False assumptions. You probably picked up by now on my, uh, I'm I'm sounding a lot like Rudolph when they were trying to hide his nose from the other. I'm a little stuffed up. In fact, when you get done listening, you probably need to go get some hand sanitizer and wash your hands. There's no telling uh, where I've been. I don't know what I got. Number two, three days without Christ, you'll experience false assumptions But then in verse number 47, when they found him in verse 46, guess where he was? Well, this ought not surprise anybody. He was at the house of God. Hallelujah. That's where you'll find Jesus. Do you know that's where you'll find Jesus? You'll find him at the house of God. And that's where they found him. They found him in the temple. 
He was sitting among the doctors uh, and and ask, hearing them and asking them questions. Verse 47 said, and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And I'm gonna tell you something about Jesus, honey. He is understanding, hallelujah. He has understanding and he has answers. But when you go without Christ, one day, two days, three days, it can really get a it can really affect you. You'll forego answers. There's no telling. There's no telling at the questions that were being asked that day among those lawyers, those doctors of the law. There's no telling. There's no telling at the at the prophetic mysteries that were being discussed and the things that were being talked about. And guess who was sitting there? and that had all the answers. Jesus, they were astonished. Everyone, all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. Well, guess, guess who didn't get the answers? Mary and Joseph didn't get any answers. I'm sure they had questions. I'm sure they did. In fact, they had several for him right here in the next couple of verses. Why didn't they get any answers? It's because they weren't with him. Hadn't been spending time with him. You, and listen, this book's not a book of answers so much as it is a book of anchors. But there are answers to questions that you can't afford to be without. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. But honey, you'll not get those unless you're spending time. It's our responsibility to open our Bibles it's God's responsibility to open our eyes. I pray this all the time. Open mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things in, in thy law. That's in Psalm 119. That's a prayer that I pray often, but I'm reminded of my own, only God, only God. You better believe this, honey. If old brother Bud says something worth hearing, it's because God, because I'm not smart enough I'm not talented enough, but God, thank God, God will show you things and he'll manifest his, his word and thank God for that. And only God can do that. You can't read that. You can't, you can't read that in a book. You can't get that off the internet. Only God can do that. That's God's responsibility. He's the one with the understanding and the answers. But don't sit there and think that you and I don't have a responsibility. This is not all on God. You've been given 66 books in a, in a Bible, a canon of scripture that God expects us to spend time in it every single day. Our great failure in Christianity is that we're not personally walking with God. I'm gonna say a word to preachers. I'm a preacher myself. And our great, our great uh, uh, failure is that we go to the Bible to get something for someone else and we fail to go to the Bible for ourselves. We're like the, we're like the, the, the gourmet chef in a five-star restaurant who's, who's dishing out wonderful uh, meals 
to customers, but but never takes never takes time to ingest any of that and starving to death. How tragic! How tragic is it for a preacher to go to the Bible just to get a sermon? I think we ought to be more interested in being good Christians than we are in being good preachers, but that's just my opinion. They they had false assumptions. Bible said in verse 44, they were supposing him. They, had, they forego answers. They, they didn't get the answers in verse 47 that everybody else did. Oh, you gotta see verse 48. And when they saw him, they were amazed. Now listen, and his mother said unto him, son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Can you imagine? <laughs> Mary is blaming Jesus for her losing Jesus. Isn't that about how we do it, oh, church? Isn't that about how we do it? Don't we blame God for the mistakes that we ourselves have made? It was not Christ's responsibility uh, to see her. It was hers to see him. And it's our responsibility to find, uh, to get our lay our hands on our Bible, to bend a knee. It don't take much in the hustle and bustle of today's time just to, just to bow your head, breathe a prayer, ask God to go with you, take him by the hand and walk with Jesus as you go through the busyness of the day. Now listen to what she did. Verse 48, she blamed him. Now watch what she says. Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. Now there's an interesting word, sorrowing. That same word is translated tormented in Luke chapter 16 and verse 24. You remember Luke 16, that, that's the rich man in hell. The rich man said, I am tormented in this flame you know what Mary is saying to Jesus? I've been going through uh, such, such torture, such torment, sorrowing, she said. You know what you'll have when you go three days without Christ? You'll have foolish anxiety. Mary was all tore up on the inside. There was no peace which passeth understanding for Mary because she had gone three days without seeing his face, without having a conversation with him, without, without feeling his warm embrace and spending time with the Lord Jesus. And as a result of that, you say, what's the big deal? I'll tell you what the big deal is. He is the source of, of our strength. He he is the he is the provider of our peace. Our we'll experience foolish anxiety. You know, this is a very anxious day that we live in. It seems like everywhere I go, people are having depression and anxiety. And I know those things are real. I am by no means suggesting that they are, but they're they're very real and they're very real. They're very they're very demonic. It's a spiritual realm that we're dealing with, and you and I have we've we've uh, we've got the armor of God. But you know whose responsibility it is to put it on? It's our responsibility. We're supposed to first Second Peter chapter one add to our faith virtue, so on and so forth. We're we've a responsibility. 
We have a responsibility to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. It's our responsibility. And because we neglect that, we suffer. We suffer sorrowing, she said, tormented, foolish anxiety. What a terrible testimony for for a true child of God to have to go through life experiencing those things. Now, there's enough. There's enough uh, uh, problems out there as it is without us compounding the difficulty by skipping out on the scriptures, by, by leaving off the Lord and by neglecting our time on our knees. May God help us. May God help us. When you go three days without Christ, you, you have false assumptions You forego answers and you have foolish anxiety. There's one more, verse number 49. And and she says in verse 48, uh, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have, did you see what she said? Thy father and, she's talking about Joseph, have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, how is it that you sought me? Wished you not that I must be about my father's business? Jesus had a capital F father that he was talking about in verse number 49. Isn't it interesting that the very person that experienced the virgin birth is the first person that forgot about it in time of uh, anxiety, Not only do you experience, have you have foolish anxiety, but there are forgotten assurances. Somebody explained to me there's got to be a connection. There's got to be a connection between when we get to the place in our life where we forget about what the Bible has already promised us. We forget about all the assurances that God has given us. And it's because we neglect our time in the Bible. May the Lord help us to not go three, not three days, not not two days, not one day. Let's ever, by the way, if you go one day without the Lord, God knows. If you go two days without the Lord, you know. But if you go three days without the Lord, everybody knows. So let us not be guilty of going three days without Christ. May the Lord bless you.